Welcome back to the Eastern Fantasy Football League. After an eight-year hiatus, Commissioner Sean Real decided to bring her back with a lot of the original owners as well. The first time since 2013. This is the Eastern Fantasy Football Podcast, a weekly podcast for the Eastern Fantasy Football League. First, let's get a word from our sponsors. The first sponsor we have here, Ricky Williams CBD Oil. (laughs) Heisman to high man. Uh, Another word, this podcast is brought to you by Primo's. Primo's Hoagies, get yours today. Uh, with that, let's jump into it. So it is the first uh, podcast for this league. This is going to be a weekly podcast we thought would be fun to uh, keep everything you know interactive as the season goes on. And uh, in this first episode, we just got done our draft probably about half an hour ago, and we're looking over the teams here. And um, I guess I'll introduce everybody. Uh, this is Dakota, which is team CD, or um, rather, I'm sorry. This is team Mary had a little CD lamb. We also have Calman. Calman, what is your team name? Uh, I have the uh, Fidili special, uh, and I named that after one of my good friends that I met at a uh, field hockey tournament a few years back. And then we have the commish himself, Sean, frozen yogurt, who needs no introduction. It's great to be back, guys. Uh, you know, happy to be here. Uh, don't know how to podcast, so I'm swinging it, but... Uh, Excited. That's great because Calman and myself don't know how to podcast either, so <laughs> we you'll fit in great. So, uh, again, this first podcast, we're going to do a draft recap, look at every team, kind of give our predictions for the season. And then, you know, since it's Wednesday, the league starts or the season starts tomorrow officially, we'll give uh, our week one predictions for each matchup. Um, so I guess first we'll look, um, Sean, your team's up. We'll look at the East, which consists of the Trash Pandas, the New Jersey football team, Christian Castle, the Goodfellas, Jeff Stone, and Team Patrick Stone, owner Patrick Stone. Um, looking at your team, Sean, you drafted, you had the last pick, number 12 out of 12. And um, did you have any strategy going into it or, you know, with your pick? Uh, so I usually I follow this uh, this ranking system, by uh, this, this guy, he calls it Beer Sheets. Um, so I usually loosely follow that. But uh, once it got to 12, I saw both Jack and Zeke there. And the uh, the Dallas Cowboys homerism took over. And I, I just had to take both. Both were, were you know up there in value on, on the, my rankings. Um, so I found it acceptable, and I, I just went with that. And then uh, from then on, uh, since it's a super flex league, took Brady. Um, and, and then took Evans as a platoon and then Cooper. Um, so I'm really hinging on that Cowboys and uh, Buccaneers offense. Uh, and then from then on, it kind of just, whoever was there, I kind of just unraveled in. Because <laughs> a lot of times it seemed uh, players I wanted got picked right before me. But you just got to adapt and 
move around that. Yeah, I definitely feel like in this draft, um, the the QB, the super flex was interesting because it made for some different runs in terms of like at different points, like at one point quarterbacks started flying and then out of nowhere tight ends did, you know, because you could start the tight end in that super flex. So, you know, it kind of made sense to grab one there. Um, It it made it interesting. I definitely like the Zeke pick and the Dak pick. I think Cowboys offense, again, I could be, I'm also a Cowboys fan, could be the homer in me, but I think it's going to be very good. Even if the defense improves, um, you know, if they're middle of the pack, it should lead for a lot of scoring opportunities. Strong quarterbacks, again, this is a six-point TD league, so the quarterback position should be highly valued. I would imagine that most teams are going to probably start two quarterbacks if they have that available. Um, but, I mean, if you're going to live or die by two offenses, the Cowboys and Bucks, I think, are a pretty good um two to pick from Calma, do you have any insight yeah i mean this was kind of the first time that i've been in this type of league so i i mean typically i don't draft quarterbacks until probably the seventh round at the earliest so i and i didn't know that this was a super flex league while we were picking at first <laughs> and i just uh yeah i just picked up Mahomes. i mean i looking at sean's team though i think it does look really solid you know, obviously high-scoring offenses. You can't really go wrong with uh, Dak Prescott or Tom Brady. Uh, the only thing, I guess, to have concern with Dak Prescott is, you know, possibly injury. Um, you know, he may have a, a few games where he has to knock off that rust. But, I mean, I think that that's going to be a really solid pick. And then, obviously, having Tom Brady there uh, as well is going to really help. Yeah, this is my first time doing a super flex league as well. And so, uh, it's been my first time playing fantasy and quite a few years. So it was kind of a a relearning process. I did a few mocks, but um, they're never like the real thing when it comes down to it. I feel. Yeah. So Sean, I I like your team. I like, yeah, I think your first four picks are really, really strong. Cooper does tend to disappear at some points, but he seems to really be like, you know, want to prove it this year. Uh, If Dak stays healthy, I think he will. So I think the four picks that you have really grounded it out. Mike, I really honestly five too, because I'm looking, you know, um, Zeke, Dak, Brady, Cooper, and Mike Evans are obviously going to be your core here. I think with the injuries in Baltimore to J.K. Dobbins and um, Justice Hill, who just got hurt recently too, I think Tyson Williams can definitely uh, be somebody that breaks out for you on your bench. Um not a big fan of Henry Ruggs. Uh, I, I think he's another guy that can break out, but he seems to always have that injury bug, and I'm not sure how good the Raiders are going to be this year yeah. with Derek Carr. But the good news is they may be playing from behind a lot, so if he could stay healthy, uh, you know, he, he could be like a boomer bust type flex player. Um, so it's always, you know, it's always tough to, to rate your team, you know, a pretender or contender, but I'm going to stamp a contender. I, I think, again, it's going to hinge on, uh, I feel like if one of the QBs goes down, it affects, uh, you know, that other player, you know, in the case of Dak really needs to stay healthy for you. But I think if that happens, I think that's a pretend, uh, contender. I think you could definitely make playoffs with that team. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, I agree. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with how, the, like you said, the first top five picks went and then, uh, I kind of lost track after that in terms of uh, familiarizing myself with who was left. But, uh, yeah. And that's the interesting thing with no defense or kickers. You know, this draft was interesting because you would see wide receivers running backs who you wouldn't typically see get drafted. So um, that's definitely going to be something to keep an eye out for as the season goes on. Uh, One of your competitors here in the Eastern Division is the New Jersey football team. Christian Castle. Uh, he was drafting in the number nine spot. 
So looking at his team, he's rounded out by quarterbacks Kyler Murray, Ryan Tannehill. He's got Aaron Jones and David Montgomery starting at running back. Stefan Diggs, Chase Claypool, and Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Johnny Smith at tight end. We got Miles Gaskin in the flex. And again, as we said, Ryan Tannehill is his super flex player. Um, his bench is Teddy Bridgewater, so he did get a third QB here. Uh, he, we also got Trey Sermon, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and we got Jacoby Myers. So uh, looking at his team here, I definitely like Kyler Murray. I, I think Ryan Tannehill too. Um, I, if this was not a uh, you know, six TD league, I don't a six point touchdown league. I, I'm not sure that I would love it. Although with the addition of Julio, that offense is going to be very high powered. I think this year uh, they have Derrick Henry as well, of course, who is always you know a, a monster in fantasy and real life. Um, Kyler Murray, uh, I've been high. I was really high on Kyler Murray last year. I, I feel like this year he could definitely take that next step too. I do feel like running quarterbacks are a little bit devalued when you have six point passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You kind of lose that you know, that secondary threat just because you get the same amount of points. But I do think he could definitely take the next step this year um, and, and, you know, get into that next tier of QBs. Aaron Jones, great pick. Stefan Diggs, you know, you have Josh Allen balling out. I like David Montgomery. I'm not really big on any Bears players this year. Uh, they just seem to be an organizational mess. I'm not sure what their deal is with uh, Andy Dalton starting. I mean, they're going to be playing the run when they play them. Being a Cowboys fan, Sean and myself can tell you how bad Andy Dalton was last year. Um, and I, I think there's some question marks at wide receiver. Uh, Chase Claypool, I definitely think, could have a big season. Um, Debo Samuel, I, I don't know how I feel about him down in San Fran. I don't know what type of team San Francisco is going to be this year. Um, Brandon Cooks, I, I don't like that pick. Uh, Houston, again, another organizational mess. Um and wide receiver, another one, Will Fuller, who I like. Uh, you know, I Notre Dame fan. I, I like Will Fuller a lot, but he just has not seemed to be able to put it together at a pro level. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Um, well, I think that uh, Ryan Tannehill is a really interesting pick. Obviously, loses Corey Davis in the offseason, but, you know, they go out and trade for Julio Jones. So I think that's going to be a really good pickup uh, to help him out quite a bit. Kyler Murray, of course, you know, mobile with all mobile quarterbacks, you kind of worry about, you know, their injury chances with him, you know, just getting out of the pocket quite a bit. Thing is, I believe Kyler Murray, he was a baseball player. and He's pretty good at sliding. So uh, he's he seems like he's pretty good at protecting himself. So I think that's a really solid pick. And of course, you know, with those rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, um, you know, he has heck of an arm. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for him. I think that's a really interesting combo that he has going there. Uh, Stefan Diggs is, you know, arguably, you know, you could probably argue he's a top five receiver. I um, think that's a really good pick. I think Claypool has the chance to be really good. The thing with Claypool is that I do kind of, I am kind of worried about Big Ben's health just because he has had quite a few injuries. He has a lot of, uh, he's taken a lot of hits over the years. You know, his arm just might fall off this season. We don't know. But uh, I think that uh, if they end up putting uh, Dwayne Haskins in there, I think he could actually do pretty decent in that offense with uh, Claypool. So, um, you know, everyone else on the team, like Brandon Cooks, it's just kind of, uh, you know, we're getting low on the draft board here. This is a name. (laughs) You pick up Brandon (laughs) Cooks. Um, You know, Teddy Bridgewater, that's a good backup. Um, You know, he could definitely fill in and and get some, uh, some decent points. 
So, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I think of the team. I think it's a pretty decent team. Uh, I'm not sure if I would, I don't know if I necessarily call them a contender, uh, but I also don't know if I'd necessarily call them a pretender. Mm, okay, so somewhere in the middle. Sean, did you have any thoughts on that team? Or I think it's a really strong uh, top half of the team. Um, I think you got great value uh, in a lot of places, like Diggs in the third, um, Montgomery and Gaskin in uh, the fifth and sixth, respectively. I think just excellent value all around. Um, towards the end, you kind of get in the dart throws with these guys on the bench. But overall, I would definitely say uh, he's a contender for sure. Awesome. So we have a contender. We have an in the middle. And myself, uh, Christian, I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm going to have to hit you with the pretender. And uh, <laughs> hopefully you can prove me wrong. I just, I'm not sure if the bench is going to be able to, it's it's a long season. I, I just don't know if it's strong enough. And even the starting lineup, uh, you know, looking at Sean's team over there, but we will see. Um, we'll see how it goes. Again, it's up to you to prove me wrong. And hopefully in the league, in the comments, you guys can leave your comments or uh, have some input. We also will look to have some members on each week as well, if they like, so we can discuss. Definitely. So the next team, as we go down the East and my sleeper app wanted to crash. So we're opening it back up now are the good fellas, Jeff stone, who is famous for taking Brian Leonard in the second <laughs> round <Jeff laughs> of the Eastern fantasy football league. We will not forget <laughs> Jeff. So looking at Jeff stone, uh, he was coming in at the one, two, three, four, five, sixth pick. He started off with Russell Wilson, and we got James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Tyler Lockett, Jarvis Landry. He has Marvin Jones at wide receiver. He's got Gronk at tight end. He's got, Ronald, uh, again, you said Ronald Jones at his flex position, and he's got McCole Hardman at the super flex position. Um, on the bench, it's looking like Baker Mayfield, Naeem Hines, James Robinson, Antonio Brown and Dallas Goddard. So a lot of Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers on this offense. Um, again, might be a team that lives or dies, you know, by that team. I, I do think there's some value picks here, though. I, I like Russell Wilson. Um, I think uh, every year, I mean, he just proves why he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He always keeps his team into games. Even last year when the, the Seattle Seahawks were not that great, you always kind of knew, you know, the teams that played them, he was going to keep them in the game. I'm not a big fan of James Robinson. I'll be honest. I just think with Trevor Lawrence at QB, I think teams are going to play the run a lot against him. Rookie quarterbacks, you know, tend to take a while to open up and they generally don't come out, you know, in impressive fantasy fashion, I should say. Um, Leonard Fournette, Baker Mayfield, I do like this pick, even though the Cleveland Browns are a run heavy team. I think he'll put up some stats. Tyler Lockett, kind of handcuffed there. You know, he'll benefit from Russell Wilson for sure. Antonio Brown has a chance to be good. Um, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think he's the number two wide receiver in Tampa. So uh, he'll see the field a lot. Um, Dallas Goddard, not a bad pick. I think he got him late. I think I like Gronk maybe a little bit more. But again, I don't know because Tampa has so many mouths to feed there. Um, so I think he drafted a lot of players that can benefit, you know, from a player he has on his team. For example, Russell Wilson, um, Tyler Lockett. Um, you know, I think there might be too many bucks in the starting lineup. You know, there's only so many players that can 
break out every week from the same team. So I would be a little bit careful there. Looking at his team with McCole Hardman in the Superflex, I'd maybe think about putting Baker in there. Um, but what do you guys think? Any any input here? Uh, too many bucks, too many bucks. <laughs> too many bucks, too many bucks. Uh, okay, so there's too many bucks. I like Russell Wilson. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, Dallas Goddard, honestly, at this point, just from what we've seen uh, going across like Twitter, to me, I feel like the Eagles have kind of had a change of heart. I think that Zach Ertz is going to be the primary tight end still on the team. And Rob Gronkowski is a mascot at this point. Uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to do anything. Baker Mayfield's OK, but like you said, run heavy Browns offense. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I don't think he's going to be great. Uh, I'm I'm not really feeling this team. <sighs> Jeff. <laughs> so the problem with Jeff is he always makes these reaches that like are just inexplicable. Um, <laughs> and in, in the past, like it would burn him because back then, you know, like eight years ago, the Bucks were just an awful team. Um, so maybe now he can kind of get away with it since the Bucks are the defending Super Bowl champs. Um, and, you know, I, I do see some good picks. Like, he, he's got Wilson and Mayfield. I think that's a great QB platoon. Um, it, the, the thing that kills me is he reached way too high on the running backs. He could have gotten them, you know, rounds five and six uh, at least. Um, I like the Lockett pick, but uh, I'm going to have to say he's a pretender. One thing, though, I have to note, I gotta make sure everyone realizes this. I gotta uh, send a note to the league. For some reason, uh, sleeper after the draft it defaults everyone's starting lineup into like not the most optimal lineup. Like Baker should definitely be in the super flex position, and uh, James Robinson should be in over uh, David Johnson. So for some reason, it just kind of throws in a random lineup. <laughs> I gotta make sure everyone changes it before tomorrow. That's game. a very good point. And yeah, I, you know, so like when we're going over the roster, I'm looking at what sleeper has it, which very well may not be the game day roster. So definitely yeah. something to keep in mind. I agree with the reach at running back. So I'm looking at James Robinson and I'm looking at players that went after him. And I, I, I mean, I think I would have liked the Najee Harris pick a lot more. I think Tyreek would have been a better pick. Um, I, Kelsey, you know, is arguable taking a tight end that early, but um, I definitely think we reached. And then looking back around, taking Leonard Fournette over some other guys that were still on, you know, the table. Like you had Brady, which I'm kind of surprised he didn't take. Um, yeah, that would have been a perfect pick for him. Yeah. I think that would. I mean, he would have been a better pick. I think Kittle, who was picked after, would have been a better pick. Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. I think there were just better players available. So I don't think he got the best value. Jeff, I'm sorry, I got to hit you with the pretender. Uh, but again, it's up to you to prove us wrong. So we'll see. Yeah, he's he's never made the playoffs in this league. So um, even though he's in my division, I am rooting for him. <laughs> you know, he's like uh, rooting for you know Washington back in the day. You, know, you, you can't just you can't hate him because they just hadn't made the playoffs <laughs> in so many years. I found myself uh, against a neutral opponent. I would always root for Washington if it was they were playing like Philly or New York. You hear that, Jeff? You are the Washington football team. At least of this. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Going up next, we have Patrick Stone, who I imagine is related to Jeff Stone. Sean, can you confirm? That is his younger brother, correct. Younger yeah. brother. Patrick, nice to meet you, even though we haven't met. 
looking at your team, you were coming in at the second overall pick, and um, I think you had a very good draft. So I, I like the Derrick Henry pick. He's a workhorse. He's going to be fantastic. Uh, I like Justin Herbert coming around here in the second round. Uh, I think that he could definitely take a big step. He showed a lot last year. Typically, you know, sometimes you have players, you know, fall into that sophomore slump. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be him. He, he truly seemed to be, I mean, I know Burrow went down last year, but Justin Herbert seemed to be the best QB of that draft. Justin Jefferson, another great player. Kirk Cousins for all the hate he gets. Um, he's a very serviceable quarterback, so it's not like Jefferson is on a team where he doesn't have someone that can feed him the ball, uh, even though he is an anti-vaxxer, so I do have to take points away there. Oh, he is? Uh, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coupons. Uh, I thought you meant uh, Jefferson was. was yeah, like, so, you know, Kirk Cousins could infect Justin Jefferson with COVID this year. That is something you will have to keep an eye on. Mark Andrews, maybe one of the best tight ends in the league. Josh Jacobs, I actually was hoping he would fall to me in that round, uh, but you snagged him on up. Adam Thielen, I'm not a big fan of having two wide receivers of the same team, especially when they're both starters. Uh, of course, you know you do have some security if one goes down. You know the other's value goes up, but you don't really get the benefit from that because that means one of your receivers went down. Um, you know, looking at Juju Smith, um, James Conner, Derek Carr. Um, you did take Trevor Lawrence as well. Again, rookie QBs. I'm never that big on, and I may be a little bit of a hypocrite there because when we get to my team, I did take a rookie quarterback. Um, but overall, I think your starting lineup is is pretty good. Um, I think you're going to be carried a lot. You did manage to get two good running backs, which is kind of rare looking at the overall teams. You do have two good wide receivers. It's just whether or not there's going to be enough volume to go around to both. You have one of the best tight ends. I think you could definitely, um, you know, make some noise. With this being the final team in the East, I will say I- I'm not sure that you have the juice. I still think Sean, in my eyes, has the most rounded team. Definitely the most impact players. But overall, not a bad draft. I, I like it. Yeah, I think first off, Pat's for Patrick. Uh, this team is really solid. I think that. You know, I, I do think you're right. Sean's team, I think, has a little bit more firepower, um, but this team is is really well uh, stacked as well. So, uh, I think that you know Justin Jefferson and Thielen combination could definitely be really good. Obviously, Kurt Cousins has to stop his signature celebration after the games of uh, kissing his receivers on the mouth <laughs> and asking them if they liked it. Um, so he definitely has to stop that, and I think that the Vikings will be fine. And I think those two receivers will put up a lot of points. Uh, Derrick Henry, I think, is going to be a complete monster. He always is. Uh, I think his, you know, him being the type of running back he is, I think he's going to last a really long time. Um, super durable. Justin Herbert could very well be the top quarterback this year. Uh, you know, if he continues how good he did last year. Um, I just think overall, I mean, even, you know, Trevor Lawrence, he could surprise some people this year as well. And you have a really solid, you know, one-two punch there and two solid running backs. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's a really good team. Yeah, actually, Patty ended up being a uh, last second, literally last second emergency uh, member because my buddy Nick, who's the most unreliable person ever, flaked. I don't know what I was expecting, you know, when I asked him originally. Thanks uh, a lot, Nick. Nick at night. <laughs> but 
but uh, I'm actually may have been a, a blessing in disguise because uh, he seems to know what he's really doing. He, it's a really strong team. I'm impressed. Um, and I think that the East is going to be a three-team race um, between me, Patty, and, uh, and Christian Castle. Um, I really, I really do like his draft a lot. Yeah, he definitely inherited like the fantasy football trait of the family. <laughs> I, I don't think he made a bad pick. And, you know, I, yeah. I did knock on having two of the, you know, the top two wide receivers on the same team. While I'm not a fan of it, I mean, looking at it, the pick made sense. I don't really see that you reached for anybody. I mean, I think Thielen made sense at that point in the sixth round for you. So, um, again, great value picks. I, I would say I don't really think you reached for anybody that I can see. And, um, I would say based off what you were given, the second pick's always a little tough. You're guaranteed a stud, uh, but coming around can be a little bit difficult. So I think he made the best of that situation. So very nice job. Um, I'm going to put him on contender. I think he could definitely get out of that division and get in the playoffs from there. Who knows? But uh, you get a contender from me. Definitely. I agree. Next up, we move to the Central Division. The Central Division is made up of myself, Dakota, Mary had a little seedy lamb, (laughs) big, chunky Ben, Fadil, uh, Brandon Tembori, 720, and then Calvin Molnar with the Fadili special. So I'll go over my team, I guess, first here uh, in order. I was picking from the eighth spot. Luckily, I had Kamara fall to me. Some quarterbacks went pretty early. Um, and also uh, some running backs that I, I think were drafted, honestly, probably ahead of some guys that I would have put in front of them. Um, I think McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, um, Patrick Mahomes. At this point, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, once I saw Rush, R- Russell Wilson and Allen go off, my eyes lit up. I was able to scoop Kamara. While I know that... Um, Again, you know, losing Drew Brees may affect that value a little bit. Uh, you know, my thought process was he can do it on the ground or receiving. Jameis Winston looked impressive in the preseason. We'll see if that carries over. Of course, Kamara, you know, his value could definitely drop if, for whatever reason, Jameis does not, um, you know, play well or they do have to put in someone like Taysom Hill. My strategy was go QB early. I liked Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to throw a lot of TDs. Matthew Stafford, I think, finally gets out of that awful situation in Detroit. I think the Rams are a really good team, and he's got some great receivers out there. I think he can definitely make some noise, and I, so I'm very high on Matthew Stafford. I like that. Going after that, um, at that point, um, I didn't want to reach for any running backs, so I felt like wide receiver was the move. I grabbed C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. is a number one receiver. Um, I think he'll emerge as that this year. I think Dallas is two number one receivers, honestly, and I think if Michael Gallup was given the reps, he could even be a number one um, then followed up by Chris Godwin. Um, I really wanted, honestly, Mike Evans. I wasn't sure if he was going to fall to me. And then I actually, uh, if David Montgomery was there, uh, was like I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of the Bears, but just he was by far, I think, at that point, the best running back available, even though that organization is a dumpster fire. Chris Godwin, I felt, was the best play there. Um, I like the Bucks offense. Um, he usually runs out of the slot. So in a PPR league, figured you know maybe some teams are going to zone in on Mike Evans or um, Antonio Brown. I have Godwin in another league, and uh, he typically plays pretty well. Cream Hunt, again, figured Cleveland's going to be run heavy. At this point, um, I really wasn't sure. Uh, I, I feel like I might have reached a little bit with uh, Javante Williams. Um, 
Denver, I don't think is that great of a team, but we'll see. I did like Robbie Anderson coming around. I think he'll be good in Carolina, although he may be limited by Sam Darnold. Robert Tunyon, again, one of the best tight ends last year in fantasy. I did not draft a backup tight end, so that might come and bite me in the butt a little bit. At that point, I just tried to round out my bench with as many uh, you know, positional players that I could so that I didn't have to rely on free agency. So I was just looking for starters, knowing it's a half PPR league. Um, Cole Beasley, he's going to get reps. Um, Tyler Boyd, again, he's going to get reps, um, even though he does have Jamar Chase in there now. Um, Devin Singletary, and then Sterling Shepard, who I got late. Sterling Shepard, while he does have Daniel Jones throwing him the ball, he is the number one receiver for the Giants. And the Giants are going to be down a lot this year, and they're going to be throwing. So that was kind of my my thoughts there. So I'm not going to stamp uh, pretender contender. I don't think it'd be fair to rate my team. But uh, if you guys would like to criticize my picks for my team, definitely let me have it. So I think your, your top four there, I think that's like lethal. I think Kamara, uh, Rogers, Stafford, Lamb, I think those are the top four is just completely lethal. I think Godwin also is really good pick as well. I really liked your cream hunt pick. Uh, that was actually someone that I was trying to get to. Um, unfortunately you snatched them before he uh, got over to me. I think he's a really good value, especially at that spot. Um, and I think that Robbie Anderson is actually going to do really well this year, reunited with Sam Darnold. Uh, I think Darnold being out of New York is going to make him a much better player. And uh, he has a, a lot of good weapons to play with, with, you know, McCaffrey. And then, of course, you have, you know, Anderson there. So uh, I think that he's going to kind of treat Anderson as like a, you know, security blanket in a way. And I think uh, they're going to have a good, you know, connection right off the start. So I, I think that's a really good uh, pick there with Robbie Anderson. So I definitely think you're a contender. Yeah, you're, like Calman said, your first four picks, definitely lethal. I'm uh, still salty you took C.D. Lamb <laughs> before I did because I, I think he's going to ball out this season. Um, and then Godwin, I totally forgot you got Godwin right after him. I'd say your first five picks are lethal. Um, there's a heat, There was a huge drop-off at tight end, I felt, right after Noah Font. So you kind of got screwed there, um, being stuck with Tony. And, and so from then, it's kind of uh, the touchdown lottery to see if he'll uh, – if he scores a touchdown in that particular week, be serviceable. Otherwise, it's kind of just a, a almost near goose egg. Um, and from then on, uh, I'm not. I don't really know much about Javante Williams or um, how well like Boyd or Singletary are going to perform. But I would say, um, I'd say you're a contender. I would say depending on how uh, the rest of your division is, is it another big factor as well? Mm-hmm. Very fair. Very fair. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I, I honestly, so um, Goddard's a tough one. He was somebody I was thinking about getting coming around, and then uh, unfortunately he got picked. I think Jeff took him um, either a pick or two before, and I didn't want to reach at that point. So then at that point I just figured best available wide receiver was, you know, Robbie Anderson. So that's kind of – that threw me off a little bit. Yeah, Tunyon may have been a panic pick because there is such a huge drop-off, but we'll see. Definitely may need some luck at that position. Or hopefully, you know, my other positions can fill the gap that they leave. So appreciate it. Appreciate the uh, the feedback. Next, we'll go to Fadil. Big, chunky Ben. Yeah. Big, chunky Ben. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, was picking from the one, two, ben three, four, five. Oh, Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> he sure is chunky. He is. Mm. He was picking from the seventh position. Looking at his draft that we have here. Uh, he started out with Josh Allen right off the rip. 
Nick Chubb, George Kittle, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore. Uh, is that David Johnson from Pittsburgh? Da- Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. I'm surprised he took uh, Cousins over Ben, who was went two picks later. Yeah, yeah and, and he, he snagged Michael Thomas in the seventh round, which I, I think I, it could definitely wind up being like a make-or-break player for teams this year. Obviously, if he's not out the first five weeks, he's probably going within the first two rounds. Maybe with this being a two-QB league, maybe the first three rounds. Um, if he was there... In the eighth, I was going to pick him 100% uh, if he somehow yeah. made it back to me. I didn't think he would. I kind of knew when I got Kareem Hunt uh, the round before that he was – it'd probably be a long shot to get Michael Thomas. That pick that I had, either Kareem Hunt uh, or Michael Thomas, was the two that I was juggling, and I just figured there was a lot more depth at wide receiver than there was at running back, so that's kind of how I figured it out in my head. But even though you know Michael Thomas is going to take up a bench spot or an IR spot, when he comes back – that's a strong wide receiver core, I think, with him and George Kittle. Um, that could definitely be good. We also have, as you said, Kirk Cousins, Raheem Mostart, Tua, um, Michael Carter, Jimmy Garoppolo, is that Robert Gage, and Austin Hooper. So looking at the team, I mean, I like Josh Allen. I like Nick Chubb. Again, Cleveland's going to run the ball. I think Josh Allen is an absolute stud, both with his feet and with his arm. George Kittle. Um, I think will benefit, honestly, if Trey Lance can un- unseat um, Jimmy Garoppolo. I know that may be bold, but uh, Trey Lance looked impressive in the preseason, which I know doesn't always mean much. Uh, but I, I feel like rookie quarterbacks tend to prioritize the tight end more. We usually see that as like a safety net. And he looks like he can throw the ball. That might be bold. I could be totally wrong. We'll see. DeAndre Swift, I think, is a really good player. Um, like we said, Michael Thomas. Kirk Cousins is very serviceable, especially in fantasy. Uh, they have a good offense. I'm not sure what to make of the backfield for the Niners. Um, I'm guessing that uh, I guess Raheem Mostert is the starter there. I'm not a big Tua believer. I will be honest. I've been staying away from him in all leagues. I don't think he showed enough. I think the defense for Miami is really good, and that should keep their team in games. I don't know that he's going to be good fantasy-wise. And I think Austin Hooper... Not a bad pick at the very last um, part. I think he's an impressive player. I don't know how much volume he's going to get. You probably won't really be starting him unless something happens with George Kittle or on a bye week. But uh, I'll let you guys give your thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that Josh Allen is a good pick, and I think that Nick Chubb is a good pick, and obviously Kittle. I think that top three is really solid. Uh, beyond that, you know, obviously Michael Thomas, if he comes back, that's a really good wide receiver to have. He's going to put up a lot of points. Uh Kurt Cousins, I just I'm not really a big fan of Kurt Cousins. I don't think he's that great. Uh, Tua, once again, big question mark. Uh, I I don't know. I, I I'm I don't think that this team is very strong, and I think I mainly am saying that because I'm not familiar with a lot of the players on this team. Um, but I yeah I'm not really super high on this team. Yeah, this is Fidel's first year playing, I believe. Um, and I do like his first four picks, but the rest of his team for me is a wait and see kind of approach. Mike Thomas, uh, Moser, it, I don't know what's going to happen with that 49ers backfield. You know, him or, or Sermon could come out. That's why I avoided uh, those running backs. Tua, who knows if he's a bust or not. Um, and so it's definitely for me, 
I wouldn't say he's a contender and until I'm given evidence otherwise. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to agree and go pretender. I, I just looking at the like the lineup portion now. I had the draft screen up, but now I'm looking at the lineup. I just it's it's too QB heavy. And while it's not a bad thing to have good QBs, Kirk Cousins, Garoppolo, Tua, um, and Josh Allen on his bench. I just don't know if you have enough juice. You only have one additional running back, one additional wide receiver. Maybe you could package one of those QBs. Maybe you could ship Allen off. You know, for a solid positional player at running back or wide receiver. Um, I think it might be tough at first. I think you'll definitely get a boost when Michael Thomas comes back, but as it is now, I think I'm going to have to hit you with the old pretender. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we got Brandon Tambori. Brandon was in my wedding. Me, Calvin, and Sean have known Brandon for, I guess now, what is it, 12 years? I don't know, since high school? Yeah. Yeah. Been a while. Um, Brandon was picking from the fifth position here. He started off with Jonathan Taylor in the first round. Second round was Joe Mixon. Third round was Darren Waller, Antonio Gibson, T. Higgins, Cooper Cup, Jerry Judy, Big Ben, uh, David Harris, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Marquez Calloway. Big pick with Michael Thomas being out. You know, he, him, and I, I think it's Traquan Smith is their other starter. Uh, could be break out. You know, they're going to have an opportunity to break out. So we'll see. Daniel Jones, Philip Lindsay, and uh, Tyrell Williams. So looking at this team, I wasn't super impressed at first, but I'm actually starting to like it a little bit more. I do think there are some conditions for that. The first pick with Jonathan Taylor, I think he's a workhorse running back. Um, he's not who I would have taken there solely because I don't know what Indy's going to look like this year. Carson Wentz could either turn into that 2017 MVP season in which Jonathan Taylor will probably be one of the top three or four running backs or even maybe, uh, yeah, I'll probably say three or four running backs. I'm not going to say fantasy players, but he'll definitely be in the top. If Carson Wentz goes down though, uh, the quarterbacks behind him showed nothing. Or even if Carson Wentz does not succeed, I think Indy could be in for a, a tough season. It does look like Carson's playing week one, so we'll have that. But um, Joe Mixon, I think, is great when he's healthy. That Bengals O-line is atrocious. And, you know, Joe Burrow is really going to need to take a next step, you know, his sophomore year coming off injury. He's a question mark. I think that hurts Mixon's value a little bit. Darren Waller is a fantastic tight end. I think he'll get his targets, even though I'm not sure you know what the Raiders are going to look like this year. I think he'll be able to at least be productive. Antonio Gibson, um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do great in Washington. That's only going to help him. He looked impressive uh, as well uh, while he was healthy last year. T. Higgins, uh, I'm not sure about. I like Cooper Cup as long as he's healthy. Jerry Judy, I don't know with the QB situation. Uh, what is it? Terry, uh, Teddy Bridgewater was named yeah. starter. So uh, he's serviceable for sure, but I don't know if he's enough to put up great fantasy numbers for his wide receivers. Big Ben has been on the downturn. So, you know, I'm not sure. I, I like this team with conditions. I think Philip Lindsay could be a sneaky pick. Houston is awful. Uh, Lindsay has been injury prone, but I'd like Philip Lindsay, the player. He's good. Uh, he hasn't. He didn't have the greatest preseason, and I only know this because I have him in one of my dynasty leagues, but he's able to catch the ball. Uh, he's able to run the ball. I, I just, Houston, uh, their offense is probably not going to be very good this year, and I feel like he's going to suffer. So he was coming from Denver last year where there were just kind of too many heads to feed in that backfield. Houston, I don't think he's going to have that problem, but I don't know if their offense is going to be good enough to really capitalize. So um, 
overall, I, I like the Jonathan Taylor and mix and pick, like I said, conditionally. Um, I think if the teams fail, you know, that's going to, uh, it's going to hurt you for sure. So there's some risk. Yeah. I think that the two running back combo, uh, it's probably one of the stronger running back combos on the teams this year. Um, it's to me beyond that. Uh, I think that it came with a price getting those two back-to-back running backs. I feel like the quarterback position on this team is really weak. You know, obviously big Ben could have a good season or he could be out. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is very streaky. He could be amazing one week and then other weeks. He's just nowhere to be found. Uh, Daniel Jones. I, I think the giants are going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, Jerry Judy could definitely be good, but once again, the quarterback position in Denver is a little bit questionable. Teddy didn't look super impressive in Carolina last year. You could argue that he had better weapons last year than he did, uh, you know, this year in Denver. Um, T. Higgins could definitely be good, but you know, is is Burrow going to mainly rely on Jamar Chase if Jamar Chase is any good? Um, I I don't know. I, I'm I'm not super impressed with the team. I think that there's. There is some strength there with the running backs, but I feel like there it came at a cost of not having uh, good enough quarterbacks for me. Yeah, I think the quarterbacks are what's going to doom him uh, in a super flex league with two QBs playing basically the whole time. I I think Big Ben, if he plays like he did at the tail end of last season, and Fitz Magic, you don't know when he's going to be Fitz Tragic, and that could really doom him uh, in a lot of matchups. Um, I do like the Callaway pickup. I was hitting myself for not for not picking him when he when he went off. Um, and I do like picks four through seven, um, out three through seven. That, but uh, Taylor I thought was a reach. Uh, I would have taken Kamara there, one of the quarterbacks. Um, I think he would have been a lot better off um, roster construction wise having an elite QB there instead of uh, Taylor. So I would say I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't put him in the contender list for now, but who knows? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm there with you. I, I I think your team could be a contender. It's just, it's you have a lot of good players. Unfortunately, they're on very bad teams, and you know that's going to affect them. I think going forward. So I don't think you're a pretender, but I don't think I'd call you a uh, pretender either. Did I get those reversed? I don't think you're a contender. But I also don't think you're a pretender. Does that make sense? That's what we're going to go with. You can, you're like a pretending contender. Next up, we have Kalman F. Molnar, the Fidelity Special. Kalman in this league is known for winning, I believe, the inaugural season, correct? Yep, with a very stacked defense. <laughs> there is an asterisk next to that as the first season defenses were juiced. Kalman knocked me out of the playoffs, even though my entire team scored more than him, except for the defense. In the inaugural season of the league, defenses could score 30, 40, 50 points. Negative 50 points. My team scored negative. Kalman scored 50. That's what it was. Blame the coach and the owner, myself, for not adjusting and picking my team uh, You know, in that manner. Kalman, of course, value defenses, and it worked out for him. So he is one of the winners we've had. Uh, Calvin, you were picking from the third spot. Walk us through your draft. So I, I typically do not, like I said earlier, I do not draft quarterbacks early. So this league and knowing the format now, it was kind of, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. So I grabbed Patrick Mahomes. He was their best, you know, player available according to this. Even though the system 
said, wow, when I drafted him, which I don't really know what that means. Uh, That's the greatest mystery. Yeah, it's, yeah, we have no idea. So I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, obviously he puts up a crap ton of points. So definitely, you know, that's that's going to be someone I'm going to be leaning on this season. Uh, round two, I saw, you know, Tyreeky Reek there. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pair these two guys together. Maybe get me some uh, points at the same time. Uh, and after that, I, I kind of feel like I did lose the board a little bit. Uh, I don't think DK Metcalf is an amazing pick there. Um but I think, you know, obviously he's a solid receiver. After that, uh, Kyle Pitts, my logic behind that pick, you know, I think whenever you have a, you know, a receiver or even a tight end as a, you know, a rookie, there's kind of like a, a cliche that says, you know, rookie receivers, they don't really contribute in the first year, which, you know, we know that's not necessarily true some of the times. Um, but I think Kyle Pitts is kind of like a, a generational talent just in terms of his size and speed. He's definitely not the typical tight end. Uh, so I think he's going to kind of take up some of the, you know, receiving yards and catches that, uh, you know, Julio, Julio Jones would have gotten. So I think he's kind of a Julio Jones uh, hybrid replacement. So I think he he has a you know, chance to produce the same as a wide receiver would. Uh, then the next round, this is a bit of a reach, and I, I kind of felt that, but I thought if I didn't get him, someone else was going to. And Devontae Smith, I think he's clearly the number one wide receiver for the Eagles, and obviously having brief experience with Jalen Hurts in college. You know, Heisman winner last year, he just seems like he can get separation. He's a really great route runner, super polished, probably one of the more polished re- receivers uh, coming out in the draft in a really long time. I think he can be extremely successful in the Eagles offense, which we really don't know what the Eagles offense is going to look like this year yet. Um, The next round, once again, a little bit of a reach, but I think Jameis Winston, even though he does throw a lot of interceptions, I think he, you know, obviously throws a lot of touchdowns as well. Uh, I feel like he could be kind of a wild card player. I think him with a much better coach and uh, some pretty decent weapons, I think Jameis Winston could definitely um, you know, continue his momentum from the preseason, which he looked pretty good in. Uh, next pick, Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think that Jalen Waddle could be, you know, extremely good in the Dolphins' offense because once again, he's being paired up with Tua, who is questionable. But I think that he could definitely rely on uh, Jalen Waddle quite a bit. And Jalen Waddle, he has elite speed. I think he's a better prospect coming out and more polished than. Uh, than Ruggs was last year, I think he could actually step in and uh, and do some some damage. And then really from here, I feel like I completely lost the board. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the only reason why I picked him was one, because I'm an Eagles fan. But my logic is I feel like the Eagles are really trying to use him as a receiving threat. So I think he's going to get more snaps than usual for... I guess like a a backup running back because they're going to use him in the receiving game. I think there's even a chance that, you know, he could be lined up in the slot and just, you know, kind of put him all over the field. So I felt like out of all the running backs available currently, I feel like he had the most upside, but then also the, you know, the lowest floor there too. Um, And then really the, the other notable pick here is Deshaun Watson. Obviously, you know, he's a top five quarterback in fantasy for the last like three years. I think it would have been four, but he tore his ACL. If he comes back or if Tua does not play well and the Dolphins make a trade, 
you know, that could be a huge shift. I could end up having Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. That's two extremely good quarterbacks. And Deshaun Watson would have a much better offense uh, in Miami if that's where he ended up going. Uh, so I think that could, you know, potentially be uh, a strong pick there, depending on what happens. So, but yeah, I'm not gonna not gonna rate my team. I feel like halfway through I did lose it though. Um, but I'm just kind of hoping that the the front half carries me. Yeah, for me, I'm looking. I I like the first three. I think Patrick Mahomes in a league where TDs are worth six, passing TDs are worth six. Uh, that's that's a good pick for sure. Tyree Kill is going to benefit from. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you can kind of double dip there. DK Metcalf, I don't hate. I like DK Metcalf. I think he's the best receiver on that team. Uh, and he's going to get his touches. I think for me, it started, I start disliking the Kyle Pitts pick. I don't think that he's a bad player or going to have a bad season. I just don't think you could have afforded not to take a running back there. Uh, and then you double down on that. You, that reasoning for Devontae Smith, I think, was fantastic. That was really the pick where I was like scratching my head, but I think you made some really good points. My only thing would be I don't think you could have afforded to take him there, especially when Josh Jacobs went the pick after. Like, I think if you would have even had like a Josh Jacobs or even like a DeAndre Swift, you know, the round before Antonio Gibson, um, I think your roster is pretty level. I think right now it's very QB heavy and wide receiver heavy. And uh, I just, I think the running backs may be your downfall. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Mahomes Hill, that's that's a dirty combo. I love that. Um, I think Pitts is going to be a beast. I like Metcalf. Overall, your wide receivers, your wide receiver room is just incredible. Um, I am very worried about <laughs> how Kenneth Gainwell is your starting running back um, <laughs> with Sony Michelle. <laughs> um, and I, I guess that's uh, the, the, the format did its job right in, in terms of uh, creating strengths and weaknesses amongst each team, it Definitely. seems like. Um, if you want to be, uh, you know, elite in one position, you're going to be um, pretty weak in another. But I, I agree with Dakota. I, I do like your points about taking Devontae Smith. You know, I, I do like getting your guy, but um, I really would have taken Jacobs there, um, considering uh, you have Waddle two rounds later. Because um, Gainwell and Michelle, that's that's a rough duo. But <laughs> <laughs> overall, I think. In your division, it's a two-way race uh, for second with you and Brandon, and I think it's Dakota's to lose. Yeah, I, I I agree for sure. I definitely agree. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, next up, we'll move over to the West. The West, we'll look at Team J. Lou. Team J. Lou was picking from the 11th position. He started off with Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley in the second round, Jalen Hurts, Scary Terry McLaren, Allen Robinson, Jamar Chase, Gus Edwards, Logan Thomas, Corey Davis, Tony Pollard. Uh, I have to look this guy up. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, Mac Jones, and to top it all off, he's got Brian Edwards from the Las Vegas Raiders. Looking at this team, um, I think the I think Lamar Jackson, Saquon Barkley, very good picks. Saquon, obviously there's some question marks, but looking at you know the players at that point, I think he was definitely the best available to take. Uh, you get a stud, you know, running back 
maybe a tier, probably a tier one running back if he stays healthy, even though the Giants aren't that great of a team. Lamar Jackson, of course, uh, he's a threat on the ground and through the air. I think Baltimore will be very good this year. Jalen Hurts could be a bit of a question mark, but he solidified the QB position. And, um, you know, he's probably one of the better guys you want to take a chance on this year if you really have to. At least he has a lot of upside. Um, I think Terry McLaren with Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be great. I think Terry's an absolute stud. Allen Robinson, you have to hope that Justin Fields somehow takes Andy Dalton. His value is basically killed as long as Andy Dalton is starting for the Chicago Bears. And I think Justin Fields will overtake. You know, the fans are going to be calling for that um, pretty quickly, I think. Jamar Chase, like Calman mentioned, rookie wide receivers generally, you know, they don't make the biggest impact, but we'll see. I mean, he's just uh, an absolute stud of a player. Um, so that's got to translate to something. And, um, you know, I'm looking at the lineup here. I think Tony Pollard could be a sneaky pick. Dallas, he in the snaps he got last year, he looked fantastic. He's a great uh, home run hitter for the Cowboys. I'd argue he's probably been a, a bigger home run hitter than Zeke has been, at least as of recently. Um, but, you know, it's Zeke's obviously the primary running back. He'll probably be in three downs. You know, maybe Tony Pollard comes in on the third down or passing situations. We'll see. Uh, but it's a good handcuff if Zeke does go down, knock on wood. I hope that that does not happen and that I did not just jinx that. Um, overall, though, I would say it's a pretty solid team. I like this team a lot more if Andy Dalton gets on the bench and Justin Fields comes in. You know, But I think you're pretty well-rounded. Um, I think A.J. Dillon could be a sneaky one, too, for the Packers. I, I know they have, um, what's his name, Aaron Jones. Um, A.J. Dillon is a big running back. He's not going to do too much for you in the receiving game. But goal line situations, he could be a TD you know, vulture for you. Yeah, I think that this team, the, uh, the front four there, I, I think it's pretty impressive. You know, Obviously, Lamar Jackson and uh, Jalen Hurts, that's a really cool combination because they're probably going to get um, you know, similar stats in terms of like rushing yards and passing yards. Um, so I think that's that's going to be really interesting to see how those two do together on this team. Uh, Saquon Barkley, I mean, if he's there, especially at that point in the draft, I mean, you can't not take him. Obviously, you know, serious injury last year, but uh, he's, he's the best player on the Giants. I, I, don't, I don't know if there's really any debating that. Uh, so they're going to probably try to rely on him quite a bit. So it really just depends on if he holds up or not. If he does, I think he's going to be successful. Um, I think that, you know, McLaurin is, is really good. I think with, uh, you know, if, uh, Fitzmagic can catch fire, uh, I think that, uh, McLaurin could be really, really good this year. Um, Besides that, Jamar Chase, biggest concern with him, obviously the preseason, he was, uh, having quite a few drops, uh, you know, is kind of shying away from contact. I know it's the preseason, but you don't really want to see that from someone that took the year off last year. You want to see them, you know, making those catches and, you know, or you'd hope that they'd stay ready during the off season and might be, you know, making something more than what it is. But I feel like that's a little bit of a concern, you know, especially considering what, you know, the Bengals passed in order to get him, you know, they could have shored up the O-line a little bit for Burrow, but, um, you know, obviously him and Burrow having experience in college could, you know, definitely boost uh, the amount of targets he's going to get and that, you know, he is a good natural talent. Um, another pick on here that I actually really liked, I really like the Corey Davis pick at the spot it was picked at. I think Corey Davis um, is a really good receiver. I think him and Zach Wilson could be a pretty good combination. Uh, I don't 
I can't really think of any other, you know, standout receiver on the Jets uh, at this time. But I think that um, I think Corey Davis and, and Wilson could be a pretty good combination. Yeah, I think it's actually a really well-balanced team. I don't really see any huge weaknesses. I think Hurts is a very boomer bust kind of quarterback pick. But if he does bust, I think this is one of the strongest teams here. Um, wide receivers three in a row, I think, are very solid. Um, Edwards is probably now the starter uh, in Baltimore. I, I actually really like this team. And uh, depending on how the rest of his division drafted, I definitely see him as a contender. Yeah, I would agree. I'll stamp contender as well. So I think that's unanimous. Three contenders. Yep, I agree. Next up, we have Team Bikura's 11. Team Bikura's 11 was drafting from the 10th spot. He started off with Devontae Adams, followed up by Austin Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Carson, Julio Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Davis, Justin Fields, uh, Mike Gazeki, Carson Wentz. Have to look this guy up here. Darnell Mooney, Michael Pittman, Hunter Henry, and re, I'm going to mispronounce this. Ramondre Stevenson, rookie in New England, running back. Um, this team is downright scary at the wide receiver position. So he's starting. Devontae Adams, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Julio Jones, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> At three wide receiver number ones. I'd argue you can make that. I mean, you can make an argument that either three are the best wide receivers in the league. They're all tier one wide receivers. Honestly, if I were to have the top five, they would all be in it. Um, so awesome job there, especially in a PPR league. I like your running backs too. Austin Eckler is a threat. You know, in the receiving game and rushing as well. As long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be awesome for you. Chris Carson, another solid pick on Seattle. I like that. Um, the tight ends, uh, Hunter Henry and Gazeki, um, they're not bad. I mean, they're solid. They're not studs. They're not, you know, I'd probably put them maybe tier three, tier four. And for your super flex, you know, you have Mike Pittman in there now or Sleeper put you in there now. But with the pick of Justin Fields, if he does come and take over um, for Andy Dalton, which he will, uh, you plug him in there. And I think you have a very, very scary team. Um, I think your core positional skill position players, wide receiver and running backs are very good. I would say the weakest part is your QB, which unfortunately is going to be a big part of this league, the way it is set up. Carson Wentz could prove me wrong, but I'm not a believer in him. Justin Fields, I think could be very solid, but again, he's going to have to overtake Andy Dalton. And, uh, you know, I, I could definitely see that happening, but again, he still is a rookie quarterback. So, but I definitely think your core players are going to be enough to get this team to the playoffs. And, uh, for me, you're definitely a contender. Yeah, definitely scary wide receivers. Um, you know, those are just, like you said, three of the best in the game. Uh, I think the running back position is also pretty strong as well. Um, but it's going to come down to those two quarterbacks. And Justin Fields, I think it's kind of a, only a matter of time before he does start. And I think he will have some success. I just don't know how much I trust Chicago at this point in time. Uh, Carson Wentz could be good if he's not a little bitch this year. Um, <laughs> But I mean, it, once again, with him, with not taking the vaccine and, and all that stuff, uh, it I don't know. And plus, he was I mean, he was bad last year. Like, there's not really any getting around that. I mean, obviously, the whole team 
whole Eagles team was bad last year, but he was really bad. And he was like, what, statistically, like the worst quarterback last year? I think he was like 34. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not great. So right now your quarterback position is a backup, and then you have Carson Wentz, who was 34th last year. I just don't think that's strong enough, and I think in this league you need to have uh, some kind of stability at the quarterback position, and currently uh, it's just not looking like that's the case. Yeah, I think this is the one team in the league that has a better uh, wide receiver room than you, Kalman. He definitely went all in on uh, skill positions, and I, I, I think it's interesting uh, just seeing the different teams doing different draft strategies and how they turned out. Um, I think he's going to have a slow start because I don't think Fields is going to start right away, right? Dalton's the starter. Uh, so until then, he's going to be at a disadvantage in the super flex position because QBs are always going to score more for the most part. Um, so until Fields takes the field, uh, he, he's going to have some trouble. But uh, once he does, I do see him being a strong team. Um, and I could see him eventually being a contender, just depending on how fast Fields becomes a starter. Yeah. Very fair. So we'll see. Could be a rough start. Uh, you got to hope that Andy Dalton, um, you know, is Andy Dalton, <laughs> which I think he will be. <laughs> the Red Rifle. <laughs> All righty. Next up, we have two more teams left. We have the Washington Fantasy Team. Um, this is ran by Get Strapped. I guess that he is waiting to announce his actual team, Alexander. <laughs> so we'll go through. Uh, Alexander was picking from the fourth position, starting off with Dalvin Cook, very strong pick. Najee Harris, again, another very strong pick. I think Najee Harris is going to win Rookie of the Year this year. Um, Calvin Ridley, Keenan Allen, Robert Woods, TJ Hawkinson, Odell Beckham, Matt Ryan, DJ Shark, LaVisca Chenault, Sam Darnold, Kenyon Drake, Evan Ingram, and Jalen Rager. So I'm looking at this team here. Um, I like the first four picks. I think you have really the first five. I think Dalvin Cook is a uh, number one running back for sure. Um, tier one running back, if you will. Najee Harris, I think, will be a tier one running back. That off- The Pittsburgh offensive line is a little spooky, but I think he's going to get a ton of volume this year, and he is a legit number one running back in a backfield that doesn't really have anybody else. Calvin Ridley, uh, while the Falcons aren't very good as a team, I think Matt Ryan is capable, and I think he'll at least benefit from uh, you know Julio Jones' departure. Uh, now they do have Kyle Pitts as well to kind of take a little bit of that as you know, uh, a little bit of the attention. Keenan Allen finally has a quarterback again with Justin Herbert. Robert Woods is a fantastic wide receiver. Now that he's in a much better position with um, Matthew Stafford than uh, Jared Goff. T.J. Hawkinson, unfortunately, on the flip side, now has Jared Goff. But I think that offense, you know, uh, he may throw to the tight ends a little bit more. I think he's just a complete stud at the tight end position too. He's uh, um, physical beast. Odell Beckham, uh, you know, he is what he is at this point in his career. He's no longer that kind of highlight real player, but he could definitely be effective. I'm not a fan of the next two picks. We went Jacksonville wide receiver, Jacksonville wide receiver. I think um, Chanel has a lot of upside. It's going to be whether or not, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence is legit or not this year. Rookie QB, there's a lot of questions there. Sam Darnold, again, uh, a big question mark there. Um, 
I, I don't know how good he's going to be. I think he's in a better position in Carolina, like Calman mentioned earlier, than he was in in New York. Kenyon Drake, he's moved around. You know, was on Arizona. Now he's on um, Las Vegas. He's going to be behind Josh Jacobs, but honestly, not a bad pick, uh, especially if something happens to Jacobs or even as a change of pace back. Evan Ingram. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, was predicted to be kind of like, you know, a top tier tight end when he was drafted, but he really hasn't shown much. So we'll look for him to kind of have an up year. And Jalen Regor has a lot of questions, you know, he needs to answer this year. He was drafted last year. Uh, I don't know that he's the number one receiver. He may be somebody that plays out of the slot, big play potential, uh, but he needs to show it this year. Um, I think he may have the two best running backs in the league. Like if I were to look at the running back room, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris is very, very good. I think you have three very strong wide receivers. Um, kind of like, you know, uh, Bruno Corris' team, the QB room is not the strongest. Matt Ryan, while he is capable, his days of being a top fantasy QB, I think, are over. And Sam Darnold, there's a big question mark there. Um, I think that may be your troubles. But overall, I would say your first one, two, three, four, five, even six picks, uh, I think, were really, really solid. Maybe uh, I'm trying to look and see kind of who went where. I think he drafted really well for what was available. Um, yeah, I mean, it's tough when you wait. It, the quarterback drop-off after really, I would say, probably the fourth round is pretty big. After Ryan Tannehill at that point, it looks like it was Joe Burrow, Jameis Winston, Trevor Lawrence. So um, at that point, I think Matt Ryan was probably one of the better QBs you could have gotten. Um, so it's not a bad pick. It's just, you know, is that going to hold you back in this league? I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think that the uh, the first five here, um, you know, really the, the first six, it looks like they were handpicked by John Madden himself. Um, beyond that, I think it, it takes a pretty sharp uh, downward turn. I think Odell is just not, he's just not that guy anymore. Uh, Matt Ryan, once again, he's another quarterback. He might lose his arm this year. We don't know. Uh, I think that uh, Sam Darnold is definitely an interesting pick. I think he is in a much better situation this year. I just don't know how good Carolina is. Uh, people around this area don't seem super high on Carolina, so it's like I'm kind of in that camp where it's like they're a decent team, but I don't know if they're really a good team. Uh, another pick here, uh, I think that Jalen Rager, I think he has uh, the potential to be really good. But honestly, in, in that situation, I, personally, I think I'd go with uh, Quez Watkins over him. I just think he's going to get a little bit more targets, and I think his targets are going to be for uh, much more yardage and uh, more touchdowns than, uh, than Jalen Rager. Um, overall, though, I think that, that that first half of the draft, uh, I think that, to me, makes this team feel like a contender. Um, but the quarterbacks, it's really going to kind of come down to that. I feel like if Matt Ryan has a good season uh, and, you know, he's rejuvenated by Kyle Pitts, uh, I think that, uh, you know, he could definitely do some damage. And then Sam Darnold, I mean, it really just comes down to if, you know, how good Carolina is. I think if Carolina's good, which it's probably going to mean Sam Darnold's good. Um, so hopefully a change of scenery kind of lights a, a spark for him as well. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's going to come down to the two quarterbacks and for this team. Yeah, to me, this is a better balanced version of Bruno's team. Um, he went with the same strategy of waiting on QBs and for a, a slightly worse wide receiver room. He has elite running backs. 
a better tight end. And I think I like his QBs better as well. Um, especially since Fields isn't going to be playing initially. I, I like Ryan. I think he'll be steady. And uh, I think Darnold is going to be probably comparable to, to Wentz. They're both pretty meh. Um, so definitely weakest at QB. But uh, it's interesting that they both waited on uh, QBs and got very different results. Yeah, I, I think I would probably say, I think in this division, I think you could definitely be a contender. You know, um, maybe Sam Darnold surprises, and even if he has just an okay year, you might be all right. Um, you could definitely be carried by your running backs and wide receivers. Again, it is half PPR, so that is always something to think about. So I, I think in this division, I think you're a contender. When it comes playoff time, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if the team has enough juice to do it, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I would probably say contender. I think this team could definitely make the playoffs. I agree. I agree as well. Finally, the last team we have in the West. It is Sut on my face, which I'm guessing is meant to sound like sit on my face. Now, do you have Cortland Sutland is the question. Because if you don't, not, you have to change your name. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's why I got CD Lamb. If I didn't, Lord I would have had rules. to change my name. So uh, you have until next week. That's the deadline. Looking at this team, um, you were drafting from. Oh God, I gotta find it here. I think it was the this sixth is position. This is oh, this is Albert. Oh, Albert. Okay, yeah. Albert, you had the number one pick, my friend. The unanimous number one pick, I think, in all of fantasy this year is Christian McCaffrey. If he stays healthy, yeah. he is easily the best running back in the league. He can do it all, um, receiving, ru- uh, you know, rushing. Uh, I think Darnold's going to help him. Uh, I, again, even though Darnold is not the great, greatest QB, I think he's more serviceable than what they've had. And even when they didn't have a QB, it didn't matter. I mean, he is their entire. he was their entire offense for a little bit. Travis Kelsey was drafted in the second round. A.J. Brown um, was your third pick. We had Clyde uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Miles Sanders, Joe Burrow, Kenny Galladay, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Trey Lance, Michael Gallup, Curtis Samuel, Rondell Moore, and Jared Goff. So another team that waited on QB a little bit here, your first three picks, uh, your first out of your first five picks, three were running backs. One was a wide receiver. One was a tight end. I would say I like Christian McCaffrey, of course. He's unanimous. Travis Kelsey, argument could definitely be made. Um, he's either the number one or number two tight end in the league. Um, I'd probably take him this year uh, You know, with the offense he has over what George Kittle has. Um, I think A.J. Brown's going to benefit from Julio to take some attention away. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, another strong running back. Miles Sanders, kind of a question mark. He's strong when he's in, but that Eagles offense is a bit of a question mark. But it was a good pick for the position you took him in. Josh Jacobs went right before you. And some guys drafted after Miles Sanders include Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, Ronald Jones, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, Kenneth Gainwell. So he was really one of the last, I would say, um, serviceable running backs that aren't is you know like a big question. Well, I mean he kind of is a question mark, but um, at least he's a starter is what I guess I'm trying to say. He's a starting running back. Some of the other guys you don't really know what role they're going to have. Um, Burrow coming off injury is a bit of a question mark. That was your first QB taken off the board. I think Kenny Galladay is a great wide receiver. I don't know how he's going to do uh, on the Giants again. Daniel Jones um, is he going to be able to feed the ball uh, to his wide receivers? 
Not a big fan of the Chase Edmonds pick, although looking, I think you were probably pretty strong there. I, Me personally may have taken a chance on a wide receiver. Um, looking at some guys that went after, like J- um, Juju Smith went after, uh, Robbie Anderson, Cortland Sutton, as you said, uh, Sean took that round as well. Um, Trey Lance, again, he's not going to be starting, so he doesn't really help you in the super flex position, but you did take Jared Goff. I'm not a big fan of Jared Goff. I, you know, I think um, that offense they ran hid a lot of his, um, I guess, deficiencies. And I don't know that Detroit is going to be able to. I mean, I, I think Matthew Stafford is a much better quarterback than Jared Goff is, and he really wasn't able to do anything in Detroit. So I'm not high on Jared Goff at all. It was your last pick, so it's kind of a flyer. So we'll see. Michael Gallup. Um, He's a guy, he's boomer bust. I mean, if something doesn't happen, you know, to CeeDee Lamb or Mari Cooper, he's either going to have one reception for 15 yards or he's going to have three receptions for 110 yards and a touchdown. That's typically his role in the Cowboys. Um, I think he's a great wide receiver. I just think there's a lot of, you know, hands or heads to feed in Dallas. Um, so looking at this team, I, I, I like the running backs. I like, I like the first two, three, four picks. Um, I think you went a little heavy on the running backs, which you know is going to leave your wide receivers a little bit vulnerable. And I'm not a big fan of your QBs, uh, you know, as a whole. I guess so. Um, we'll see. I guess I'll let Sean and Calman give some input here. Yeah, so I think uh, McCaffrey, obviously, amazing. Uh, Kelsey, probably the best tight end. Um, and and really, just that that first four there, uh, I think is really good. I, I think where it starts to kind of go down a little bit is with Miles Sanders. Uh, I like Miles Sanders. The problem is, I feel like with Nick Sirianni's offense, they, I think they will run the ball quite a bit more. But I think it's going to be more of a running back uh, by committee type of deal. So you're going to have Boston Scott in there. You're also going to have Kenneth Gainwell in there as well, um, which will take away some of Miles Sanders' uh, touches. Uh, I think even in the passing game, I don't think uh, Miles Sanders, uh, he was good as rookie year in the passing game, but since then he hasn't been great. And apparently even in training camp this year, he wasn't great in the passing game. And, and that was kind of more of a Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell type of thing. Uh, Joe Burrow could be good. The problem is, is that that Cincinnati O-line is so atrocious and we just don't know how his receivers are going to be. You know, Jamar Chase drop problem. Uh, you know, once again, could be making more of what that is than, you know, it actually is. But I, I don't know if he can, if he can stay in one piece, I feel like Joe Burrow could be good. Um, but you know, we saw what happened with Carson Wentz after his ACL tear, you know, he looked really, and Wentz looked really good during that time. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm not sure about Joe Burrow. Uh, Kenny Galladay, honestly, I wouldn't draft this guy, even if there was a fire, I just don't (laughs) think he's, uh, I've heard bad things about him in camp and I, once again, don't believe in the giants at all. Um, you know, I think Trey Lance could be good, but it really depends how long the leash is for uh, Garoppolo. Uh, I, you know, Trey Lance, he has a ridiculous arm, extremely athletic. He could be really dangerous in, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense he could put up some serious fantasy points. It's really just a matter of him, getting in the game. I just feel like at that point in the draft, I don't know if I would have went Trey Lance. I maybe would have gotten, uh, you know, a different quarterback that is actually going to be on the field to start the season. I think Michael Gallup, if something happens to the Dallas wide receivers, 
I think he could be really good. I think Michael Gallup is extremely talented. He'd probably be, you know, a number one or a number two on a different team, probably a number one. And Jared Goff, I just don't think that that's a, a serviceable backup. I, I think that he is going to do very poorly in Detroit. I'm not a huge believer in Detroit either. So honestly, I I feel like there's too many holes once you start getting a little bit further down this list that I just don't know if I could really call this team a contender. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys both said. Uh, I think the first four picks are slam dunks. Uh, McCaffrey especially is a game changer. I think it really fizzes around the Sanders pick. Um, and from then on, it's kind of guys I'm very meh on. Um, Burrow, we'll see how he is. Trey Lance isn't starting yet. And then Goss, we'll see, you know. Um, so I think it's a really weak QB room uh, with questionable depth. But if those first four ball out, they could definitely carry him. Um, I wouldn't say he's a contender yet. And I definitely think this is John's division uh, to run away with at this point. Yeah. yeah, I agree, Albert. Unfortunately, I got to hit you with the pretender as well. Uh, but again, hopefully you can prove me wrong. Yeah, that number one spot is tough to draft out of, you know, in a number one uh, in a 12 team league. You know, it's it's a long wait between picks and, you know, you get the best player available. But, you know, then come rounds three, four five, there are some pretty big drop offs. And I think we saw that in action tonight. So, you know, that's our predictions here. I guess I'll just run through the matchups and just uh, give what um the uh, rankings or what the projections are. Brandon Tambori against Dakota. Mary had a little CD lamb. Brandon is projected to win. Team Patrick Stone is projected to beat the Trash Pandas. The Washington Fantasy Team is projected to beat the Sit on My Face. <laughs> team J. Lou <laughs> is projected to beat Team B. Chorus. New Jersey football team with the largest um, confidence pick from Sleeper with 94% is projected to run all over the Goodfellas. Sorry, Jeff. Looks like you're getting whacked this week. <laughs> and finally, uh, the big chunky Ben Fadil, who is also playing Fadil in Calvin F. Molnar. Uh, he is the second highest projected to win. It looks like at 67%. Um, Calvin, you actually have the lowest projected point total this week. So we'll see. I would say goes. a lot of this is wonky. Uh, because the the lineups still aren't. Yes, that they're is gonna be, yeah. something to, to keep in mind. So that could change from here until Sunday. Uh, that's what it is now. I think that'll wrap it up for this first episode. Guys, thank you so much for joining. And we'll have uh, weekly episodes as the season continues. So we'll see you then. It's a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Let's go.